Young people in the church today seem fewer and far between. Sometimes when you go to a mass, you notice there's a ton of older people. And you wonder, where are all the young people? Sometimes if you go to a traditional mass, you'll find those young people. But we have one with us today. Her name is Stella Moore, and she's with LifeSite News. We're going to get to know her on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Stella, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Stella, first of all, tell everybody what you do for LifeSite News. I work on the marketing team. I do social media. I'm part-time, so I work um, doing social media in the evenings and on Saturdays. And then I also have taken on Ladies of LifeSite podcast, and I'm the new host for that show. So be sure to tune in. Awesome. Now, what else is it that you do helping out with another amazing organization? Yeah, so that's actually how I found LifeSite News. I also volunteer with the Coalition for Canceled Priests. If you guys aren't familiar with the coalition, um, we are a group of people that are supporting our good and holy priests that have been sidelined. So I got involved with the coalition last summer, um, less than a year ago, and now I help out doing their social media. So be sure to follow them as well. And everybody knows Father James Altman, um, who needs no introduction, and he is helping out with the coalition in a major way, being one of the leading canceled priests, if you will. Let's learn a little bit about who is Stella Moore. I'm a junior at Loyola University here in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I'll be graduating this week, actually, which is super exciting. Um, I was born and raised Catholic. I've always been Catholic. Uh, But just recently, I would say in the last few years, through many of the hardships that all of us have faced have faced with COVID and the mandates and the attack on Holy Mother Church, which is very prevalent in Chicago, I've started to spend a lot of my time focusing on my faith and defending my faith. Um, that's how I got involved with the Coalition for Canceled Priests. And ultimately, that's how I ended up getting involved with LifeSite. So now I work at LifeSite part-time and I help out with the coalition and I'm a student. So lots going on. So, Stella, being a practicing Christian and Catholic, at a university, yes, it's supposed to be a Jesuit university, but it's mostly secular anyways. How has that gone for you? Because that can be a real challenge. I have a crazy COVID story about the vaccine mandate. About a year ago, it was in May of 2021, Loyola sent an email and they were requiring all student, faculty, and staff to have the vaccine in order to go to school starting in the fall semester. So um, August of 2021. And I knew right away, there was no way I was going to be taking the jab. I mean, that was a given. So I freaked out immediately. And like any 20 year old female does, I called my mom right away. And she was the one who told me that I needed to submit an exemption ASAP. So that's just what I did. I sat down that evening and I wrote a lengthy exemption. It was probably like five pages. I did a little research. I wrote this great exemption. And within a few days of receiving that email, I submitted this religious exemption to the school. And I was like, well, there's no way they're going to say no to me. I wrote a great exemption, right? Well, I waited and I waited and weeks were going by and weeks were going by. And meanwhile, I'm 
emailing the school every few weeks and I'm like, do you have an update for me? I mean, I'm going to need to be exempted. And I wasn't hearing anything. So one day, randomly, they denied me. They sent an email back and they were like, sorry, we can't help you. And I had no clue what to do. I mean, so many people had faced that issue. Students, nurses, um, people working in the corporate world, they were asking for an exemption and it was they were just getting denied. So I um, had heard about a group called Liberty Council. If you guys are unfamiliar with them, they are a nonprofit and they provide legal support for um, they defend freedom and family and they're against all of these mandates. So I reached out to them. And within a few days, they had responded to me and they were like, well, definitely help you out. We're on it. So I got in contact with an attorney there and he told me I'm taking over your case. You will have no contact with Loyola. Um, I will handle all of it. So I sent him all the emails that I had back and forth with Loyola and he was taking care of it. Well, it was the middle of the summer and I was waiting to hear if he had figured it out. Right. And I hadn't heard anything back. So I, I didn't I didn't know what was going on. And you know how legal stuff it is. It takes a very long time. So I started looking at other colleges and universities. I was already on track to graduate a year early because I just couldn't really stand the liberal education that I'm getting. And I was like, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to transfer and it's going to put me behind. But I got to do what I got to do if it means I don't have to get the vaccine. So I'm looking at other universities and I'm waiting to hear back. And the attorney was updating me here and there. You know, I've, I've been in contact. We're trying to work it out. But there wasn't really any big update. And at this point, we're a month away from school starting. I'm, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and so one day, randomly, of course, the school is very random. They send me an email and they said, very simple. It must have been one sentence. They said, you've been exempted. Wow, it's that easy. It could have been that easy from the beginning, right? And so I reached out to the attorney and I was like, I've been exempted. And I sent him a text of this and I screenshotted the email and he was like, you have no clue how many people are behind you praying for you. You, He was like, without saying your name, I have had, Liberty Council had had so many Loyola students reach out to them saying, I need help, I need help. And since I was the first one to oh, ask wow. for help them, then I was the like trial run almost. So when I got the exemption, they thought for sure all of the other students were going to get an exemption. Well, that wasn't the case. They gave me the exemption and about 40 other Loyola students that were looking for help from Liberty Council had been denied still. Um, so yeah. Liberty Council went ahead and they were like, well, we're going to sue you. <laughs> and um, they gave them about 24 hours to make a decision or otherwise they were going to sue them the next morning. And eventually Loyola came back and they gave in and they were like, well, I guess they're all exempt because it was always about the money. But yeah, it, it was insane. Although... I must say your your ordeal has probably steeled you for a future battle because uh, that's an insane thing to go through. But our Lord does usually use these hard circumstances to uh, to steal you for life. So there's always good and the bad. I mean, they probably are very upset that they did that to me because look at me now. I'm on the John Henry Weston show talking about how horrible the school has treated me. So I think it was their loss. Well, absolutely. This has been, this has been something for a lot of different schools. One of the, one of the things that you are also involved in with the coalition for canceled priests, you're, you're fighting for the faith in a very traditional sense. What got you interested in that? How did that even come about? Honestly, I, I think it came about with all of the the COVID stuff and everything that happened with the school. It was such so hard on me and I was so lost I felt like that it was 
the perfect time to turn to God more than ever. And so that's ultimately what I did. It was when I didn't know what to do. I, I went to church. I went to adoration. I, I prayed the rosary. It was all I really had when there was nothing else. I didn't know where I was going to be going to school, if I was going to be exempted. And so I kind of got involved with the coalition for canceled priests last summer, which was when all of this stuff was happening with the school. Um, and it, it, it was a sign from God. It was, it was a bad time trying to get an exemption, but it was ultimately God bringing me closer to him. What brought you to your kind of deep faith? Where did this all come from? Because this is not your regular kind of, yeah, I go to church on Sundays. How'd you get to where you're at? If I'm being honest, I used to be that way. I go to church on Sundays and that's about it. You know, made my mom happy. Um, but I, it, it did come, I talk about my mom a lot, obviously, but it came from my mom. She's always had a very um, deep faith and when I was little, actually, my parents got divorced and it was really, really hard on my mom. I mean, as a Catholic, that's a word you never want to say is divorce, obviously. But I was in elementary school and I remember my family was going through it. And my mom always turned to church and taking us to church and just trusting in the Lord. And so from a young age, I was really exposed to what that was like. And even though I kind of went through high school and I, I wasn't very deep in my faith, I always knew how important it was. So when the going got tough for me, just like it was tough for my mom, I, I knew it's what I had to do. That does not happen all the time. When people are confronted with hard things, sometimes they rebel. Uh, but you had that amazing example of, uh, of fidelity. What's your message to young people? Uh, there's a lot of young people who feel conflicted about living a life of faith. Will I have to give up everything that I am or want, uh, everything fun, um, to live like I know I should? It's very sad for me to see a lot of young people, especially since I go to a Jesuit university where a lot of people at the school are, well, they call themselves Catholics, but they don't they don't support what the Catholic church actually teaches. And so that's really why I want to do this type of stuff is because I've realized how important it is for people my age. I mean, I'm 20 years old and I want every other 20 year old to have a, a strong relationship with God. And so if that's, if I can do that, that's amazing. I see a lot of people that turn away from the faith, you know, they come to college and they kind of go crazy or they get a job and they, they just lose God in their life. They don't, practice any of the holy sacraments they're not going to mass they're not even praying day to day and I, I think it's really important that we find god everyone does how would you suggest parents or friends go about helping people in their early 20s late teens type of thing to come to a deeper faith to introduce them to faith on the recent ladies of life site episode i interviewed another young catholic her name is amber rose and um she's 23 and she had a cool interesting story about coming back to the faith and we talked a, i've talked a lot about this with her personally um i i think the biggest thing is that you definitely have to take slow steps i mean when i see my friends who have turned not necessarily turned away from god but just have like lost all sense of faith in their life i really just encourage them to go to mass on Sundays, even if that's all you do during, during the week versus doing nothing. It, it's better than nothing. And slowly, but sure, surely you do gain the whole sense of God back into your life. And it's, it's important for sure, but you have to take baby steps. You are in a situation in, in the world today. I mean, I, I don't believe you could send people to your campus mass or could you, is, is there a good campus mass at Loyola? Yes, there is mass. I wouldn't say it's not great. <laughs> right. How, as a young person, can you be discerning about 
which church to go to? It's hard. I mean, I know in Chicago, we have St. John Cantius and they do Latin mass. That's where I like to go. I mean, I, I don't have a car, but if I have to Uber to get to a good mass, I will do that. It's really, really important that you go to mass, that you pray, that you practice what you were taught to practice. And I encourage other people to do that. I always tell people, if you want to come to mass with me, just tell me. I have no issue with it. I I would be happy to go with anyone. It's so important. Now, being a Catholic is somewhat difficult in our world today, particularly around the issues that are always called the hard issues. So the pro-life issue, the family issue. um, How do you, as a young person, explain that to your own peers who would take you up on something like that, even at to the Jesuit uh, Loyola University? It's hard, actually. I was just out with some of my friends last week and the Roe Ro v. Wade leak came out and I was with a lot of pro-choice people, actually all of them, I think. And I was the oddball out and somebody had brought it up and I won't sit there quiet. It's just not who I am. I, I won't let them just talk about it and I'm be like twiddle my thumbs and act like they're not saying something horrible. And it, it's for me, I realized that one of the most important things you can do for people by age is patience. I mean, I, I'll have a conversation with anyone, and if they want to disagree with me, that's totally fine. But at least listen to the other side of the argument. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are pro-choice, and they love abortion. They're so mad about what's happening right now. And it's it's sad. It's really, really sad. And these are people who call themselves Catholics. And so that's where it's important that people like myself and other people my age are able to sit down and have a conversation with them. And that's what I did last week. And I think it was really beneficial for um, the other side. Share with us, if you could, just a couple of things that you said that you thought might have struck home. I mean, I think it's just really important to reiterate um, like what the Bible teaches us and what the Catholic Church teaches us. And that's that's what I say. I'm like, if you guys want to be Catholic, like they just follow society, this woke culture that we're in. And that's where I think that it's important that we don't follow the woke culture, but we follow what the church teaches us. And so I, I, I always tell them, like, do some research, look at LifeSite News, look at the Bible, go to church and just learn about what's going on versus just taking the side of social media or what the peers are saying or what the school is telling us is right. And so uh, definitely just educating other people. You have to speak sometimes in the face of what the professors are saying. Uh, at this so-called Catholic school, um, does that create problems? It creates a lot of problems. Um, I mean, even just this semester, I'll be honest, some of my professors give me bad grades because they know that I'm a conservative Catholic. I had a professor this semester who was very liberal and anytime anything happened, she was very upset. She would come into, she would come into class and she would be swearing and it was really horrible because there was a crucifix hanging on the wall and this professor comes in mad about every day. She was mad about something, swearing, swearing, swearing. But I remember that the first day of class, it's a marketing class, but somehow she wove COVID in there every time that she could. And so the first day of class, she said to the class, and it was on Zoom the first two weeks, do you guys think that it's fair that the school required the COVID vaccine? And nobody's saying anything. Nobody's unmuting. And she's like, come on, I want, I want this to be an open discussion class this whole semester. Let's have an open discussion. Nobody's saying anything. So eventually I unmute and I'm like, all I said was no, it's not fair. And that put everyone up into a riot. Um, There was a, a lot of people that were trying to attack me in class over a zoom call. And the professor didn't say anything. In fact, she started attacking me herself. And since that day, 
well, one, I have kept very quiet in that class for the sake of passing, but she also refuses to give me an A on everything. So I got through it, but there's times when all of the professors at Loyal, I've had very few professors who are Catholic or just agree with my views. They're usually the opposite. And so a lot of times you, I really do have to stand up for myself. And even if it means um, risking have, getting a good grade or being liked by the professor or being able to email them and ask a question, I have to risk it just, just to stand up for my faith and for what I believe in. If you had a final message for everybody, what would it be? Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. I think a lot of people are scared and they're scared to, uh, like I was saying, they're scared to not follow the uh, woke culture that we live in. They think that they, what everyone else thinks and what they see on social media and what their friends are saying is what's right. And I, I want everyone to know that that's not the case. You can, you can agree to disagree. Um, I see that with a lot of my friends. I'm the exact opposite of them, but we have to agree to disagree. And if we can educate each other and um, explain our sides, I think it's really important, especially for young people my age. We really have to um, work together and we have to help each other grow. If I, I really want to help other people grow in their faith and um, trust in our Lord. Stella, we're so pleased to have you at LifeSite News. And you can find Stella and her work at Ladies of LifeSite on their podcast. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you, Stella. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time.